The McYappin Fries Movie Podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm Ian. And we're going to be hitting you up with some movie news. And then, what do we got after that, Ian? Uh, well, <laughs> I have some reviews. <laughs> Excellent. I don't have shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't. I think I've not had shit three or four times. So this is like one, once, once or twice. Well, the only movie that I've had the had the chance to watch is uh, was on DVD, and it was a movie that uh, Ian had already reviewed in a previous podcast. It was The Last Airbender. Uh, we'll get a here, quick but, catch here, up later. but here's my capsule review right now. It's not good. Thanks for calling. We'll the U.S. and box office top tens. No, I will talk. I will talk a little bit about it later. Oh, okay. Just, just, a, just a bitch about a few things. Well, I didn't get <laughs> that you want to kill M Night Shyamalan for. Nice. <laughs> um, I, I got to see a couple of movies this week. So I saw Valhalla Rising, Miles Mikkelsen movie, um, mm-hmm. A Town Called Panic, a bizarre Belgio-French animated thingy, and I also saw Irish crime drama Perrier's Bounty with Killian Murphy. So we'll get to those later. But first of all, here's the news. The Hobbit is a go. Yes. So this came out over the weekend, right? The Hobbit is a go. It's like, <laughs> I've been bitching about this for so long. It's like every time there's a little bit of Hobbit news, I'm just like, they should just let this project go. Yeah. Just let it die. And now it's a go. I'm like, sweet. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, Peter Jackson's going to direct it. Yep. And it will be in 3D. Yeah. Oh, I thought there was one of the reports I said that they were still dis- discussing whether it would be in 3D or not. Well, the, the report that I read uh, said that it is going to be filmed in 3D. Cool. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's still one of these things where I, I still wish it was a different director. I really wish it wasn't Peter Just to Jackson. see someone else's take? Well, not just that. It's like, what if it sucks? What if he doesn't pull it off? You know, like, uh, what if he goes too far like he did with King Kong where he was, like, too too um, precious about the material? Mm. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed King Kong. I thought it was a really good film, but I thought it suffered from him being too much... In love with the original. Too much, yeah. Like re- restoring the scenes that were in the re- original but were then not in the original, like yes. the, bug, the bug stuff. Yes, yeah. you know, I mean, like, he took it a little bit too far and the movie didn't need to be as long as it was. Mm. The first time I saw the film, um, I thought it was, you know, I wasn't bothered by the length, but when I saw it a second time, you just see so much that really does not need to be there and, yeah. it, and it'll still be a good film. Yeah. You know, so that, I'm... I mean, I, I hope he knocks it out the park because I want a really good... Now, now that the movie is happening, I want it to be awesome. Yeah. But it's just... My whole thing is, like, if, you, if he screws it up or if, he, if it's not up... If, it's not on, if it doesn't, like, match up to the Lord of the Rings trilogy, you know, it'll just soil that memory of it. Yeah. And, and I would rather just and have... the financial worries could do that. I mean, there's still... MGM's... You know, there's, there's different... It feels like a movie that's being made just for the sake of it getting made. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't I mean, feel like there's any real demand where people are like, we have to see this movie. There's still kind of, the MGM's future is still up in the air. I mean, think Lionsgate is talking about a merger and someone else is also on board with a merger. Yeah, it's like too many, people are, too many people are getting involved in order to make this movie. And, and I think that Peter Jackson is probably the only guy who's doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. You know, like everyone else is just probably seeing dollar signs. But, he, but yeah, but even with Peter Jackson... You, you kind of get the impression he's directing it because no one else will. Yeah, no one else is willing to invest any more in it, whereas he's already put 15, well, 20 years of his yeah. life into this. <laughs> which, is inter- which is interesting for another perspective, which is that, you know, Spielberg did, like, for example, if you look at Spielberg, he did his, like, his, his, uh, 
he did his movies that were like you know the blockbuster ones, and then he went into his his serious more serious period with yeah. Amistad and things yeah. like that. And I'm just I'm worried that this will maybe hold Jackson back from achieving even greater. Although he's doing he's doing Tintin, but um, yeah, but that's still uh, you know in the blockbuster mold, you know type, yeah. type of shit. Uh, you know, and I am looking forward to Tintin. I mean, like uh, I, I I do sort of wonder about its U.S. box office prospects because yeah. I do want I do it's question, not well known there. Yeah, I do question the popularity of, over there. I mean, Hershey's Adventures. It'll, Tintin. it'll be. <laughs> Did you ever I mean, see that on the TV? Yeah, 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 yeah. They were awesome. You know, but. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it because I love Captain Haddock. I love the Thompson Twins. Like, yeah. I mean, like uh, I, they're just fucking hilarious characters. Yeah, yeah. Blistering barnacles, thundering typhoons. It'll all, it'll all come down to the look for us, I guess, because it's well. It's, well, it's going to look like the comic. Yeah, I know, which is going to be odd. It's going to be odd. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Like I told you, like last week, seeing the was Cahill, seeing the Roadrunner short mm. beforehand was just this is and this could have been one of the you know the period of time where they had all the, the Warner Brothers they all went a bit weird yeah. like all the cartoons went yeah. a bit weird in the 60s and 70s it's it, like there it, were the classics in the 50s yeah, yeah. then the ones in the 70s looked like they were animated worse it looked like they were like the scratch ones before yeah. they did the ones originally yeah, yeah. this is kind of like okay it's in 3D but it's old school it's so old school it's ridiculous there's no need for it to be this they could have put in some new jokes or done it something slightly differently but mm-hmm. but anyway I mean like now that, now that the movie is officially greenlit and it is going ahead uh there's still talk about whether or not Martin Martin Freeman is yeah. uh, going to be playing Bilbo. Uh, apparently, Michael Fassbender is also in talks for a role, and so is David Tennant and James Nesbitt. Uh, Ian McKellen and Andy Serkis are expected to come back. Yeah, he's been waiting. Well, they got <laughs> that'll just be the nail in the coffin if they can't get those two back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who the hell else are you going to get to do that? No one else can do Gollum, and no no one else no one wants to see anybody else do Gandalf. No, you know, so it's. He's fucking Gandalf. <laughs> they better come back. <laughs> it's like his Patrick Stewart freak. Fuck that. Yeah, like before uh, it was before Ian McKellen though. Um, they offered the role to Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the really, reasons, yeah. One of the reasons why Sean Connery agreed to do a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was because he was pissed off uh, because um, he was. Offered, He's just pissed off all the time. No, from he, what we hear, he was, pi- he was pissed off because um, he was offered the Matrix and he was offered Lord of the Rings and he turned both of them down. Because what was he, he offered in the Matrix, Morpheus. I, he, I think he might have been offered Morpheus. Jesus, you know, uh, can you imagine Sean Connery doing Fighting kung fu? Smith. <laughs> doing kung fu? I can't see Sean Connery doing kung fu because he was saying like there was this interview. No where, one can be told what the Matrix is. <laughs> you have to see it for, for yourself. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank what? <laughs> you think that's air you're breathing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to see that now. <laughs> Come out of retirement. <laughs> Some alternate fringe universe there, like, watching that. <laughs> this is Zion, and we are not afraid. <laughs> but, no, because there, there, I remember there was an interview with Sean Connery where he was talking about... He was sort of look, it was a retrospective uh, article on The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And he was saying that, like, when he first got the script for The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, he, he was like, personally, I didn't take to it, you know. But they offered me Matrix and Lord of the Rings, and I didn't understand them either. Yeah. You know, so he figured, well, just give it a, give it a go. He was just burned. And burned and bad. Burned. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the casting members have been going for ages. I mean, there was even the thing you were talking about the old, the old movie. I think Sylvester, uh, Sylvester McCoy, the, uh, one of the Doctor Whos, had been offered um, Bilbo at one point as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was quite interesting, I thought. It would have made a very different take on the character, because he's more of a creepy fuck. Yep. And speaking of The Hobbit and everything else along with that... Um, Guillermo del Toro then came out to say that he has not been he's attached to everything but apparently someone attached him to something he's not actually doing yeah Godzilla he's, he's not working on the Godzilla one <laughs> thank god we don't yeah. need another Godzilla no movie. I mean the only Godzilla movies we need are Man in a Suit from Japan with terrible acting yes there you go that's all you need there you go I mean Roland Emmerich proved that a big budget does not help the Godzilla franchise no 
But I mean, if it was done really well, it could be kind of cool. Yeah, but it's the trick of how do you do it? Really how do you do it really well? Yeah. I mean, I I think it was like a couple of years ago. I saw the original again um, after not seeing it. Which is the Japanese one? Or the the one Japanese one, one, the original Jap- black and white Japanese one. Yeah. And there are certain parts of it were pretty fucking disturbing, you know. Yeah. What I mean? But then again, the Japanese are crazy. You know, like uh, the, the Japanese are just fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to their entertainment, yeah. they're fucking twisted. Everything, even their cartoons. Yeah, yeah, no, go, go watch Pitchy Pitchy Pitch. <laughs> go, you'll love it and hate it at the same time. But it's just insane because this this is a cartoon that's meant for like nine nine year old girls, ten year old girls, and there's just fucked up shit in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the concept itself is insane. It's 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 Little Mermaid meets the OC meets uh, fucking meets pop, I don't know musical. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's about these mermaid princesses, and, and uh, there's like a, you know, like a, and there's like a huge like a, there's unrest in their in their underwater uh, kingdom. kingdom, and so they have to um, hide in the real world. Uh-huh. Uh, so and so in the in the real world, they're like they go to high school, so that's where the whole OC section comes into it. Um, but then they also have magical powers. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they always do. They, they have magical powers that come from their pearls. Uh-huh. They, they have these like the clam opens up. They got a pearl. <laughs> Is there a giant animation? Then every single episode yeah, where yeah, they do shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that crap. Yeah. Don't they? And so like they, they they call on the power of their pearls, and they have, they they all like you identify them through the different colored pearls. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's like you know the pink pearl mermaid princess, the blue pearl mermaid princess, the sailor, sailor moon, sailor Pluto. Yeah. Sailor yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But this is the best part when they call on the power of their their um pearls their pearls their power is it, it turns them into uh, pop stars <laughs> and um, Bieber's got one of those yeah yeah and the vi- <laughs> he's the blue pearl <laughs> and so you have the villains come up who, who do battle with them um, and how they do battle is that they do battle through pop songs Jesus so it's like Scott Pilgrim <laughs> yeah it's like they will like the, 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 the bad the villains will sing a song and it'll be all like just I will destroy you everything's bad you know yeah. It's like <laughs> are they all death metalers? You no, know, but but the thing is that it has English bits in it, you know. So it's like these two these two sort of like dyke looking uh, villains come up. And they, they, you know, they start. Well, the villains in Japanese have always have ambiguous sexuality. Yeah, 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 and they start singing, and 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 it's like the rest is Japanese, but then suddenly it goes voice in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> you know what the fuck? And then like the 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 the, the mermaid princesses, they they belt out their like Britney light. Sort of numbers, and then it's and then the and then, the then the villains are all like you know like holding their ears and like oh we can't stand we can't stand it it's too bright <laughs> you know like that kind of shit it's just weird. <laughs> you haven't seen the you've never heard of the Persona series of games have you? No high school again everyone has these personas that they do so it's a dating game but also uh, when they shoot themselves in the head uh, they release their persona creatures to fight evil. It's just retarded. So they regularly <laughs> shoot themselves in the head. It's like, what the fuck? Man? I know. It's, it's fucked just up. insane. But anyway, yes, I highly recommend. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, Pitchy Pitchy Pitch. Or in Japanese, it's uh, Mermaid or Melody. Pitchy Pitchy Pitch. Moving on. Yes. Um, this movie came out of nowhere. Uh, I saw it, I think, on io 9 this week about an R rated labyrinth called Your Highness. Have you heard of this? Is this the one with James Franco? Yeah, James Franco, Portman. Danny McBride, Natalie Portman, Zoe Deschanel, and that's as the evil and the evil bad guy is Justin Theroux. Mm. Who I mean, I like Justin Theroux. I like in, Justin um, Theroux. in uh, Charlie's Angels. Uh, I haven't seen him much else because he's been, he was writing stuff. He was writing on Iron Man, right? Yes, he re- and uh, he also uh, co-wrote um, uh, Tropic Thunder. Yes, yeah. 
And he was also in that David Lynch movie. Which one was that? Mul- is it Mulholland Drive or was it uh, Inland Empire? Inland Empire. Inland Empire. Inland Empire. I think he's in Mulholland Drive. Yeah, yeah. Inland Empire, the one with uh, Laura Dern. Yes, that's one with Yes. And the rabbits and stuff. Yes, the ra- it's fucking twisted. I still haven't seen that. Like, David it, Lynch I- is one of those guys that I, I'm so scared shitless that if I, if I ever met him, he would turn out to be so boringly ordinary yeah. that it's like, eh. Do you know what he does? Was it David Lynch? Yeah, David Lynch does like radio uh, weather forecasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on, his, on his Twitter. <laughs> you go to his website and he's just like, and we have highs of this this morning. He's an amateur uh, meteorologist. <laughs> it's bizarre. He's a fucking quack. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen, I mean, like, my favorite movie of his is Hands Down, Lost Highway. Yeah. I, and I know I'm in the minority there. <laughs> <laughs> I, fucking I do love Mulholland Drive though Mulholland Drive is you know, it's, it's, I, I still haven't seen that actually um, you haven't no I, I haven't seen it all the way through no, it's I've a seen bits of it. puzzle wrapped in a mystery wrapped in lesbian that, sex with a taxi ride to nowhere that's that's what I've heard I, <laughs> I mean like uh, what little I have seen I remember I didn't understand any of it yeah that's why I, I'm not ready that's why I'm not ready to watch Inland Empire yet because I don't want to be that head fucked for a weekend <laughs> I remember when, when when Lost Highway came out I was I was still living in the States went to see it on opening day right mm-hmm. and you could tell like that when the movie was over, I actually the guy in front of me just went, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some words of mine saw, and they were like, "Fuck!" <laughs> what, like, is, what does it all mean? Why did he become that other guy? What the hell happened there? What? Why? No! <laughs> <laughs> and these are guys who's like, you know, the, 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 their movies would be the blockbusters. They, I know, I've no idea why they ended up these, watching the, it. These are the same people that cried when they watched Armageddon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But, the, but this is your highness movie so Danny McBride and um, which I must confess I was one of them oh really I, I cried at the end of Armageddon <gasps> Bruce Harry I love you <laughs> no when he's talking when he's talking to Liv Tyler oh fuck yeah don't, don't get me started and that, that's that solitary tear you know, just, just before he gets hit the just button before he gets vaporized just before he gets blown to shit but uh, this sounds pretty fucked up and that's, that, this is, that's the logic in Michael Bay movies it's like if you see a man cry he's gonna die yeah <laughs> It'll be a huge explosion. But to give you an idea, idea of the line, apparently when Justin Theroux was trying to woo his captive princess, Zoe de Chanel, he says, she, he says or what, she says, do you think, what was it? She asked him, do you think you could ever love me? And he responds, if your vagina is anything like my hand, I don't think there will be a problem. <laughs> so they're definitely going R-rated on this. Uh, apparently they get stoned. Um, well, yeah, you're it, making a fool of yourself. Handle this shit is what Danny McBride says to James Franco. <laughs> so this movie sounds all over the place. There's a few uh, pictures online as well, and it looks like you know it's high fantasy. This, is, but Danny McBride in armor just looks weird. And you know, like after Pineapple Express, yeah. uh, you know, like uh, I've been. I mean, I, I've liked James Franco for a long time. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that he did that movie and broke out of the whole sort of like tortured, um, you know, like Harry Osborne mold. Yeah, that he was. Full. He was heading down the heartthrob he route. Was, he was heading yeah. down the, the Orpats route. He was doing some really bad movies. Yeah, but he's done an awful lot of great sending themselves up as well. Like, yes. you know, the, the stuff on Funny or Die and the stuff on, like, he did the Gucci ad where he mispronounces Gucci as Gucci. Yeah, yeah, And it yeah. takes him forever to get it. Yep. Um, and he was in 30 Rock as well. He had a love pillow, which is quite funny. I mean, you got to love the guy. As soon as he gets an Oscar nomination, what does he do? Is that he do, he does, like, a 20-episode arc on General Hospital. Yeah, I mean, because he, he can. Because he can. And, he's, and his character's name is Franco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but your highness hits theaters in uh, April 2011. It looks funny. There's been a little bit of um, uh, light shed on what uh, the new Superman movie is going to be. Apparently it's going to focus on the early days, but it will not be an origin story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I don't think anybody wants to see Clark Kent run through the cornfields again. Everyone knows that. Everyone fucking knows. But um, So they haven't exactly said what the story is going to focus on. Um, Zod's in it though, right? uh, No, that turned out to be a rumor. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought they had been focusing on Zod. 
that that turned out to be a rumor, and that it will. And Zack Snyder has uh, been quoted as saying that it is not based on any particular comic book story. Mm-hmm. So it is uh, its own story. I want Brainiac. I want Darkseid. Darkseid is pretty good too, because I mean, from DC's point of view, I don't care. I mean, he has become a Superman villain, but like they were their own thing, the Fourth World, you know. Well, it's not based on. They got folded in. Make it work. Okay, let's have them both. Yeah. Let's have them both in there. I want Doomsday. I want Doomsday. Doomsday has a lot of weird backstory that is kind of tricky. I mean, they can just reinvent that or whatever. But I still, yeah, Darkseid would be amazing. Actually, you know what? I, I don't give a shit. Just make sure that Superman fights a lot. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Brainiac is someone he can punch, and then he's also got the ship to beat as well, because Brainiac can take up more technology and push it towards him, and it'll be more awesome than Superman 3 when that chick becomes a robot. (laughs) (laughs) Which is stupid. Oh, God. Superman 3. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor versus Superman. What the fuck was all that about? The only cool thing about Superman 3 was that we got to see evil Superman. Yeah. That was the only cool thing about it. What's the clip from the uh, the Contact Theater? Hey! What are you looking at? (laughs) When he's firing the peanuts at the bar. <laughs> oh, so that was because he got infected with kryptonite, but it was like it was like it was like it was like a ten percent unknown, and yeah, uh, Richard Pryor like, puts he's having to smoke, so he puts in tar. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe I remember that. <laughs> God, it was terrible. But uh, no, I mean, there's still it's still pretty sketchy in yeah. regards to uh, what the story is going to be, uh, but. There is some uh, rumors going around that it could quite possibly be about his uh, first year at the Daily Planet, which would be, be right. which would be good, which would be fine by then. You know, as long as we just don't have to go back to fucking Smallville. As long as he catches the shuttle, I'm okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was that the was, was the airplane wasn't enough. Right? The airplane <laughs> wasn't enough. No, because it was a shuttle in there when they rebooted the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I mean, they're getting Lois Lane on a spaceship is a bit weird, but yeah, they got to just yeah you know, get rid of the super baby and all that kind of crap. Shit. Okay, what else has been going on? Um, you just uh, Beavis and Butthead are in the first ten minutes of Jackass. Yes, this is awesome. That's what I've heard. Yeah, and also, um, and they just rag on three D. Is that all they do? Apparently, <laughs> which is brilliant. Uh, well, apparently, like uh, Jackass had a huge Friday night opening. Really? Because I only just saw the trailer for it, and actually, there were parts in that trailer that did make me laugh out loud. The last bit, the With high the hand. Five. That fucking, I lost it. Yeah, that's really looking. <laughs> No, but I'm, I'm. I must confess, I am a Jackass fan. I do love that shit. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I, I, didn't I, see, I, I don't think I saw two. I saw one in the cinema. I didn't see two. I saw one. Just cracked me up, especially mm. when they're electro, elect, electrocuting themselves, and then they put it. They put it like a, just in between the, the the guy's balls and his ass. <laughs> just their faces. Like, <laughs> 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 just down the, the trailer with that Steve O and the porta potty. I, pre- yeah. I presume it's full as well because he's got nose plugs on. Yeah, yeah. And they put him, they catapulted, it. They put it in a reverse bungee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the look of fear on his face. <laughs> I mean, he's done some stupid shit. It's like, yeah, this is how you put the fear of God and the fear of shit into Steve-O. <laughs> I mean, Steve-O's got a fucking huge tattoo of himself on, on his back. back. <laughs> like, the two with the two thumbs up. And then he jumps around and does the <laughs> You fucking retard. And what's the guy? Is it the Batman Margera, the other guy? The hairy guy? You're the one... Uh, I don't... Uh, they have to, they, we're going duck hunting where like they have two guys he's on a giant inflatable bag they have two guys jump off a tower onto the bag and everyone's sitting there in boats with paint guns and so oh, he's sitting yeah, there yeah, and goes yeah, flying yeah. through the air <laughs> looks genius what the fuck <laughs> so yeah it's, it's doing apparently it had a really huge opening so 
looking forward to seeing it. I love to see it. <laughs> and speaking of animation as well, Fox has picked up a six-episode TV show, uh, TV series of Napoleon Dynamite animated. Yes, I read about that. The uh, artwork for this looks kind of cool. Uh, I, I think it'll work. I and mean, it's got it, all the original voices, which is what it needs. <laughs> I mean, John Heather has made a career of turning up as Napoleon Dynamite and other things. Well, he can't really do much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I still haven't seen Blades of Glory. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen Blades. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Like, um, like it's it's been on cable in the office, and yeah. you're just walking to get a sandwich, and like, oh, funny scene, and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> he looks wrong without the glasses on. I know. Look, it just, it just, yeah. Sweet jumps. <laughs> Doing sweet jumps. <laughs> but I also heard um, that they were gonna do more Beavis and Butthead episodes. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's been rumors swirling for a while. The report I saw about them being in Jackass also mentioned that there had been uh, talk about uh, a live-action adaptation. Which would just be... No, that would just be weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Well, they have had a movie. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, The movie was awesome. I loved the movie. I loved the uh, the disco sequence. Mm. (laughs) The disco sequence was real. That was the only part that looked expensive in the movie. (laughs) And you had Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they were still married. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. That was fucked up. Fucking hell, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I know, I know. Bruce Willis and Demi Moore were still, were still married. It's not an item. Dinosaurs <laughs> roamed the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park was still a respected franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Before they gave it to the director of Captain America. Yeah. More TV. Looks like ABC and Marvel are teaming up to do the Hulk TV. I, 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 I what? <laughs> yeah. Really? I didn't... You didn't hear this earlier? I, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was it, first news came out that they were, you know, they were definitely going ahead with it, which is weird because they're going to have competing depictions of the Hulk because it won't be Mike Ruffalo. Um, and it's just I don't know how, how they're going to make it work again because everyone has such fond memories of the original TV show. Um, but yeah, it's just ABC and Marvel, Marvel TV. I think they started a Marvel TV division recently, which are trying to, you know, like the movie they've done the movies one, mm-hmm. trying to get all these things going. I mean, there's also talk that they're trying to do Cloak and Dagger, mm-hmm. which are bit players in the Marvel Universe at least but um, yeah they were looking for a showrunner and some sources were saying I liked Cloak and Dagger yeah I, I never really read it uh, sources me, were saying that Guillermo del- <laughs> but I liked the visual of it Guillermo del Toro and Battlestar Galactica producer David Icke would be uh, on the list for pitching oh right which would be again interesting take Guillermo del Toro with a pinch of salt but David Icke does TV so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. could be interesting they also said there's a list of other shows they're wanting to work on as well Heroes for Hire the Eternals could totally work. Did you yeah, read the, yeah, yeah. You read the Night Neil Gaiman Eternals? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, John Galactus suits, but like heroes have forgotten who they are. Uh, Agents of Atlas has had a really good run in the comics recently. I saw one or two issues of that, and it's kind of cool. I have talking I have, ape and stuff. I haven't read that. It's a guy who takes over his father's uh, criminal organization and has to try and sneakily turn it to good. <laughs> but that looks like it, it could work apart from the giant gorilla. Um, you could probably get away with it on a TV budget. And uh, Moon Knight, I don't get Moon Knight. Uh, Moon Knight is uh, another one of those characters that just always like he just looked cool yes you know it's like n- there was nothing about the character that was particularly you know like involving or compelling but it, ju- it was just a cool visual yeah and also but I don't like, think that would work on TV he'd look like a prat yeah because it's, it's all white yeah <laughs> How do you keep it clean? Half, half the show is him just washing the blood like, of criminals off it. How do you keep it clean? Yeah. It's all white. That's that's the most impractical color for. It's white clean, man. <laughs> yeah, it's made thing, out of chamois. It's made out of wet wipes. <laughs> I feel kind of damp. Um, another one as well was the Punisher, which again could, I think a Punisher could work as a TV show. But then again, we thought Blade could work as a TV show. With sticky fingers. The only, the only way I can foresee the Punisher working as a TV show is if it's fucking cable. 
It's, yeah, it's got it's got to be it's got to be R rated. Well, I mean, maybe they talk about the Hulk with ABC, and ABC are getting a lot of kudos for the uh, Walking Dead. I saw some reports on Twitter during the week of people seeing that. In is that ABC? Comic-Con. I thought that's AMC. AMC, sorry, AMC. You're right there. Actually, ABC is a bit more wussy. Yeah, a- no, AMC's got good shows. They got Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen, have you seen bits of that? Yeah, I love Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, yeah. I, got, I got halfway. I got, in, I got into the first season, but it's just like. Why is the dad from Malcolm in the Middle cooking meth? Yep, you haven't finished the first season. First no. no, you gotta finish it, dude. It, it, you won't believe where it goes. Really? <laughs> Brian Cranston is a god. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I've, he was always my favorite thing about Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, I, I fucking hated Frankie Muniz, that yeah, little, yeah, that yeah, little yeah. shit. You know? <laughs> the father is just awesome. And the mom is like, you just wanna kill her. I mean, is, the, is the middle made by the same people? Hmm? The middle. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen it. That's like, um, I can't remember. She's the mo- I, think, is, I think, no, it's not the mom from Malcolm in the Middle, but it's the mom from some other TV show. And it's, it's, it's very Malcolm in the Middle. And the dad is the janitor from Scrubs. Awesome. And no, he, I have heard about this. And he can't tell a lie. <laughs> he literally cannot lie to his kids to bolster their confidence. He's like, uh, Dad, i got to swim meet tomorrow. Are you going to make it? Nah, it'd be boring. I think I'll go. <laughs> I, I love I love and he can't tell like, he can't tell like, he can't tell the kids a good look story about how like you know they'll be all right money wise he says yeah we're 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 in there we're we're heavily in debt we're in a lot of trouble I loved him in Scrubs yeah he was fucking epic did you see the one <laughs> did you see the one where because he was in uh, the Fugitive on the train he was the cop oh, and right. they referenced that in Scrubs oh I, I, and himself and JD JD had this whole thing where he's watching the Fugitive and sees him in it and it's like so they, they made it the character as opposed to the actor he's like yeah I was in the Fugitive. <laughs> and so he had this one over on the janitor for the whole thing I didn't see that oh it's really good it's really good. and at the end he's like it's okay I won't tell a soul <laughs> I wasn't always a janitor uh, seeing as uh, I, I, sorry this just popped into my head and I just have to bring it up because mm-hmm. uh, I'm very impressed with myself over mm-hmm. this uh, I was talking to I was talking to Chi the other day uh-huh. and she comes up friend of the show yes uh, you, you may remember him from the Banana Chink edition uh-huh. uh, and, and he came up to me he's like Gal, uh, I need your help I got this line in my head and I can't fucking figure out where it's from and he's like what are you, what are you afraid of he's like and the, and the guy goes women and spiders spider women <laughs> it's like random as fuck right? yeah. and, 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 I, and I thought about it I'm like fuck I, fuck I know that line fuck you know, and then and, and then I suddenly thought, and then I suddenly had this vague memory of hearing the line done with an English accent. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "It might be dog soldiers." Just like guess this, I pulled it out of my ass, and then, and then I googled it, and I was right. Eiffel <laughs> <laughs> Tower. <laughs> that is faboosh. You did this, You did that for me as well, wasn't it? Where I was humming a song for days and I couldn't remember what the fuck it was. Yeah, yeah. And it was the crow. Yeah. Did I hum it over the phone to you and you told me what it was or something? No, 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 no. Actually, I can't remember. You just guessed. I just guessed. Is it the crow? It's the crow. <laughs> <laughs> that was driving me fucking nuts. Every morning I would wake up with this fucking music in my head. That's what I, that's what I do. I, I from time to time cure people's headache. Mm. Unfortunately, I can. This is a job for Gavin Yap. <laughs> I'll be, I don't know. So I'll, I'll do the voice change, like uh, you know, in the old like uh, Superman radio serials. Mm-hmm. Is that the guy would have a different voice? It would be the same guy, yeah, yeah. but he would have like he would heighten his voice for Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. And so like when he when he would do that line, he was like, "This looks, this looks like a job for Superman." He would go like, "This looks like a job for Superman." Yeah. <laughs> it's like Kevin Conroy. This looks like a job for Gavin. <laughs> Speaking of people who are very impressed with themselves, mm-hmm. Kevin Smith. <laughs> Kev- Kevin Smith was. Um, Can you smell the segue? He recently had a yeah <laughs> had a special like screening of uh, Too Fat for Forty, which is his new comedy special for um, Epics. Is this another um, eating with? Uh, it uh, it appears that way. 
And uh, as per usual, he, he did... He needs to make a good movie. He has to stop doing this shit. But you know what? I mean, like, uh, it may, maybe he has sort of peaked out. Yeah. But uh, anyway, he was talking about the, his two movies that he's got coming up, which is uh, Red State, which mm-hmm. he's currently uh, shooting, and uh, his hockey movie, Hit Somebody, Hit Somebody, which I think is still in the script phase. Yeah, hockey movie seems to be the next uh, comment. I think there's another one called The Goon. Yeah, yeah. Not The Goon, but The yeah. Goon. Yeah. Lee F. Schreiber is... Uh, yeah. Lee F. Schreiber is and a few other people whose names I, at this present moment, cannot remember. Yeah, I want to see the animated goon. Awesome. But uh, right. he was talking about Red State, and then uh, he and he was saying, and I quote: "Visually speaking, it's the most ambitious movie we've ever made." And I'm thinking, well, that's not much of a stretch. Yeah. So uh, we use two cameras. You move them. It's like everybody's pulling. We them. use the dolly. <laughs> In the fucking commentary for Chasing Amy, right? They're because he, he's always like referring to his own criti- his criticism, mm-hmm. and uh, in, on, on the commentary for Chasing Amy, he's like basically saying, you know, like people say that you know, like we didn't like really do much, and that it was very sim- simple, like visually, I haven't really grown as a director, you know. But look, the camera's moving there, and then for suddenly, like, uh, and, and then like when when we, when we meet. Um, uh, Joey Adams for the first time it pans up to reveal and it's like oh, ladies and gentlemen this is the first reveal in a viewer's <laughs> and then after a while Ben Affleck just goes are you gonna fucking say something every time the camera moves oh look there's a crane <laughs> <laughs> you're just addressing all your criticisms on your commentary tracks but um, so yeah and he, and he went on to say uh, and he continued everybody's pulling their belts taking a massive pay cut some of us might not even get paid and it breaks my heart that after all this we'll just sell it to a studio that'll spend twice as much on marketing as we spent to make it mm. and he also talked about uh, his uh, director what is he making with his own money well this was the this was the same project that he went online asking petition uh, petitioning fans to like uh, if you want to see this movie made then make a donation mm. it, it was like apparently it was a movie that nobody wanted to fund yeah because that worked really well for, that wasn't called Ultramarines it was called something like Legionnaires did you ever hear about that movie in the UK mm-hmm. there was this uh, fan there was not a fan movie but it was basically you know it was a a public funded movie mm-hmm. and you know if you if you donated certain amounts you got like a bit part of the movie and all that kind of stuff and they had mm-hmm. armor made and they shot, shot stuff but then it just disappeared Mm-hmm. Like the producers, they just put pocketed the cash, rented some cheap costumes, and then filmed the footage. <laughs> <laughs> but he was he was uh, I, he was talking about uh, his director of photography, David Klein, who has shot majority of his films. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the only film I think of there is that they didn't sh- that he didn't shoot was Jersey Girl, which also happened to be Kevin Smith's best looking movie in my mm-hmm. opinion. Oh, really? I still yeah. have it there. To, to cafe. It's again, it's on the list in the Empire. I'll watch I, the two of those back to back. I don't. I mean, like personally, I don't have any issues with it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a different kind of movie for Kevin Smith, and yeah. I thought I thought uh, I thought Affleck was pretty good in it. Mm. <laughs> but he was like saying, uh, talking about David Klein, it's like saying I said that I said that about Cop Out that it doesn't look like anything we've done before. Yeah, uh, it wasn't good. Yeah. This movie really doesn't look like anything we've done before. Now, every, every time... The like, camera's uh, upside down all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. How did, why did you do Cop Out? That yeah, was, that was so fucking bad. But I am looking forward to this movie, uh, uh, mainly because it's the first sort of non-comedy from, uh, from Kevin Smith. There's not going to be much comedy. What's it about again? Uh, it's, it's a horror movie about something that's like to do with like devil worshippers or some shit like that hmm. uh, but um, John Goodman's in it and Michael Parks is in it hmm. Michael Parks you, remember, you know Michael Parks the, uh, the sheriff from, uh, from Dustal Dawn and uh, he was also in um, Planet Terror he was Marley Shelton's dad oh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I like him and yeah. he, was, he was also the sheriff in, uh, in uh, Death Proof cool um a little bit of news that um, I think it was on the, the 
the junket for Red, Carl Urban was interviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, again, good interviews. Apparently, Helen Mary's not in it quite as much as it looks like in the trailer, which is a pity. Oh, right. But um, he was talking about Dredd's story. It's a day in the life of Judge Dredd as he puts his rookie through the paces to determine whether she's going to make it as a judge. High octane, action field kind of film. So, and it's, he's confident it's going to be the Judge Dredd films this audience has been waiting for since 1977. So, that gives a bit more of the story to it. I mean, that mm-hmm. could work. I mean, you don't want, you know, there's no origin story for Dredd. Yeah. He was born a badass, leaving. Yeah. You know, he was born with the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> ah! <laughs> the fuck is this kid doing? <laughs> Wasn't he growing a tank? <laughs> Isn't he? What? He's like he's like a clone or some shit like that, wasn't he? Something like that. He's like the perfect soldier. Rico. Rico. <laughs> Find Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. What the fuck? Yeah, Sylvester Stallone, who is going to be given the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award at the Hollywood Awards. Oh, really? Yep. What the fuck are the Hollywood Awards? The Hollywood Awards is uh, some other award just to ensure that someone out there will never get any other award yeah. than an award. <laughs> I can't keep track of all the fucking awards. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like, I've lost interest in most of them. Even the Oscars just does nothing for me anymore. Yeah, fuck it. Um, finally, for me, um, there was news this week about uh, Zack Snyder talking about his follow-up to Three Hundred, which is what we get to after Superman, which is called Xerxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be like Three Hundred Part Two. But apparently, this is diverging from what Miller, because Miller, uh, Frank Miller, is going to do like a, a follow-up to the book as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But his book is about. Um, He's writing it. His book is going to be like, oh, it's over the span of 10 years and it involves gods and the miniseries is out next year. But Snyder is talking about the, the Battle of Athenorama. No, I thought that's the name of the magazine. Artesium. <laughs> Athenorama. <laughs> Artemisium, which is, uh, it's a, it takes place at the same time as 300, but it's mm-hmm. the sea battle. Yeah. So it's basically all the ships will collide with each other and then you'll have a land battle on the ships, basically. Sweet. Slow mo. <laughs> Lots of slow-mo. These ships hitting each other. Hello, darkness, my friend. <laughs> he puts L City on it. I'm not fucking going. Uh, Is there no, a band called Xerxes? No, but if it's on if it's on water, you know, he might have Nick Cave's the ship the ship song play during the final battle. <laughs> Can you imagine? Or maybe Sticks come sail away. <laughs> the Cartman version. <laughs> or maybe Krista Berg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When the middle of the climatic fight, don't pay the ferryman, don't even set a price, don't pay the ferryman until, until he gets you to the other side. <laughs> we're gonna burn in hell. No, well, we'll join him. I'll be watching him getting spit roasted. <laughs> Sean, Sean Pertwee would be like rolling it like ah, <laughs> finally <laughs> I get to eat somebody else <laughs> you, th- you think Sean Pertwee is that, like, that kind of actor that if you sent him a script and says I want you to play the lead he'll just say yes just, mm-hmm. to, just to play a lead totally even if the script sucks he was in Aeon Flux as well wasn't he we should try and write the worst script ever written and send it to him and, 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 and see whether any, anyone will finance it mm. <laughs> we've just given that away shit <laughs> Hollywood doesn't listen to podcasts. Hollywood doesn't listen to fans. There, we could have. The, is the is the Rumination film board? Is that there is there is there is an Irish film board as well. So we count for both. We have double money. Excellent. It's it's like it's like a buddy movie between an Irish cop and a Malay Malay cop. Yeah. Good cop, worse cop. <laughs> we got to go and find the crimes. Ah, coffee break, la. Uh. Cannot la. 
Fasting lah. <laughs> Need to set up a traffic stop. Get my uh, Ramadan box lah. <laughs> I can light this month. <laughs> I can I can see the movie already. Mm. I can see the poster. It lights itself. Tony Yusuf can play the Malay cop. <laughs> we'll get Patty. We'll get Patty Constantine. Constantine. The Irish cop. Fuck! I would pay to see that. Movie. No, we will get Sean Pritchard to play the Irish cop. Uh, yeah, no, there's plenty of Irish actors. Yeah. Killian Pritchard, Murphy. Sean Pritchard can play the villain. Yeah. Who gets killed? <laughs> yeah, he like, he like he like ah, I have you cops now. He gets hit by a bus. <laughs> he gets like thirty seconds at the beginning. Because it's their second day on the job. And you see their first day on the job. Yeah, but that doesn't kill him first. He's, he's rushed to the hospital, and fucking Crispin Glover is the surgeon who has to work. What is it? KLCC Blue? <laughs> TTDI Blue. It's like, you know, it's, it's like uh, I, lo- I loved how you went for the whole NYPD shaky cam thing and actually did that really well. Yeah. It's like, actually, that was unintentional. We just had no money for, uh, for, for the, a fucking tripod. The, cin- <laughs> the cinematographer we hired had the shakes. He was drunk all the time. The only person that, could afford- the only person that would take it was like, you know, a, a junkie. <laughs> Uh, did you hear about uh, Tom Hardy uh, being confirmed for the third Batman movie? Yeah, which is interesting because he, I don't know what he could fit as. Well, I mean, the, it, it's the role. They haven't is, said he's playing a villain. They haven't specified. No, yeah. they just say it's an us, but they have confirmed that it is a lead role. Mm. And um, some people have said the Riddler, but personally, I would love to see this after watching him in, 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 in Inception. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's awesome in that movie. Uh, I would love to see him play Deadshot. Mm. And Deadshot is a villain that can work in a Christopher Nolan Batman. Is that the movie. villain who um, was in the Teen Titans? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, because like in, I can see because you know he that's that's a pretty reality based villain. Yeah, because they had they had Deadshot in the Smallville recently, I think as well. They also had Deadshot. He's like a cowboy with a really good sight. They also <laughs> they also had Deadshot in um, that uh, anthology of uh, Japanese um, uh, an- anime sort of style Batman Batman Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. Batman. But that's good news. Yes. That's good news. Although, can you imagine? Christian Bale must be pissed. Because Christian Bale... He, he, no, but it's the curse of Batman. You always get overshadowed by the, the villains. I know, no, but Christian Bale's just like, what are you, you're, you're killing me here. <laughs> you're casting all these awesome people in roles that'll ensure that they will steal the movie. That's the way Batman goes. I mean, you think Michael Keaton wasn't pissed? With Danny DeVito and... Um, I, think Jack, Mike, Nicholas, I, I think Michael um, Keaton was very happy. Yeah. The, those, those movies made him so fucking rich. That's true. <laughs> But you know, mate, you could play the Riddler if he slimmed a bit. I mean, he was built in Inception, yeah. considering how skinny motherfucker he was in Nemesis. Yeah, and, Nemesis. and considering how fat he was in Bronson. I haven't seen Bronson yet. It's it's uh, from the guy who directed... Um, oh, Hollow Horizon. Yeah. I know. And was uh, also supposed to direct um, a modern-day retelling of Jekyll, starring Keanu Reeves. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that went down the tubes, didn't it? Yeah, it's still in, it's in development now. Hell, yeah. We almost forgot the big news of the week, which is that Riss Evans has been... Dylan, Dylan Baker's pissed. Yeah, he's really pissed. Riss Evans has been, and I love the way I spell his name right all the time I write it, um, has been cast as the lizard in Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man, which is interesting. Casting. Interesting, interesting. I mean, like... Uh, Does that mean he's going to have to get, like, a, a normal haircut? Because he's had that feathered look forever. And he kind of looks a bit like a lizard, you know? He's got that face. <laughs> the tongue. It's just that he will always be Spike from Notting Hill. He'll always be Eyeball Paul from um, uh, Kevin, Kevin Perry Go Large. Oh, twat! <laughs> or uh, also the guy he played in uh, The 51st State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The freaky drug lord guy. <laughs> Although, you know, I am a personal fan of his uh, performance as the soccer player who had to play American football in, in The Replacements. It's the one with... Uh, Keanu Reeves and oh, Gene Hackman. All right, yeah. I haven't seen that. 
You haven't seen that? It's quite amusing. Mm. It's it actually what I liked most about it is that it felt like an eighties movie. Mm. You know, it was like just like it felt like Wildcats. Yeah. You know, and that that was that was <laughs> Wildcats, is it the one with Goldie Hawn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, uh, yeah. the, the, I'm thinking of Tomcats. Also known as the first time Wesley Snipes and uh, Woody Harrelson worked together. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. But yeah, Dylan Baker, they got to give him something. I mean, he's, he's been in all three Spider-Man movies waiting his time. <laughs> I know. And, and the thing is, is that he, he's a great Kirk Connors. He, yeah. he looks great as that character. Uh, I mean, he looks the part a hell of a lot more than Risa Fons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Risa Fons is more sort of like someone you imagine to play Electro... Or, or, or something like that. In or, a wetsuit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he answers the, I found this zone where it's a wetsuit. Yeah, I kind of like it. And then he says something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. And he's currently doing the rounds in Mr. Nice. Well, Mr. Nice came out of the US this week, didn't it? Um, in the UK, I think, which is the Howard Marks story. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, which, a, a layer to that story I didn't know, which was that, you know, yeah, he was ferrying drugs and doing all sorts of crazy shit, but there's some sheen of it that he might have been doing it for MI5. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I mean, a friend of mine read the book and he said it was really good, but um, I didn't know about that at all. There was this layer of like a danger, was it? Uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind style mm-hmm. delusion of that he was actually, you know, doing it for the for Her Majesty's Secret Service. Right. Hey, this is a little bit of good news. It looks like Eddie Murphy will be returning to R-rated territory. Yeah. Finally, uh, he is uh, te- he's teamed up with Ben Stiller and Alan Alda to do a movie called Tower Heist. Unfortunately, this movie is also going to be directed by Brett Ratner. This apparently came out though they were talking about this years ago. It was going to be called Trump Heist, where they were in the Trump Tower. Yeah, it, it was going to be like a. They were going to get like all the, the famous black comedians together. It was going to be Eddie Murphy and Dave Chappelle and Chris Chris Rock and Chris Tucker, which would have been awesome. Yes, those four together. I mean, like, because one of my favorite, I guess, more recent Eddie Murphy movies. It's not really recent, but it's recent in, in the sense that it was good. Mm-hmm. Is uh, the movie he did with Martin Lawrence, Life, that prison, that prison drama yeah, slash. Some, yeah, some bits of that. I've seen the whole thing. Yeah, I've seen the whole thing. I mean, I th- I was very impressed with that film. I, I and. It's and it just made me miss the old Eddie. Yeah, you know, and I really miss the old Eddie. Eddie. It's like Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, Eddie. I know you. Yeah, you're the fuck you man, right? Well, he's been he's been lying fallow the last couple of years now after the the. It's just been terrible. I mean, of shit movies of Meet Dave. Meet and, Dave was uh, just horrendous. The, the, it was, was just the horrible. Mansion. I mean, he's, I mean, part of his problem is that he just seems content to just take the money and run. He, yeah. had, he seems to have zero artistic ambition. Anymore. You know, yeah. well, I mean, even if you look at his old movies... Loves I mean, him in Metro. I like Metro. Yeah, I, like I Metro thought Metro too. was fun. Michael Rappaport, baby! <laughs> Michael Rappaport, but that's what... Michael Wincott. No, but that's what I mean, is that you... We, you you're what are you so, talking about? <laughs> you're so desperate... I'm tired of this, I already killed him, motherfucker. You're so desperate for, to, to, for the return of an R-rated Eddie Murphy yeah. that... That, just like, that even, Eddie Murphy even, in anything that's halfway decent. Yeah, yeah. That even like a, a movie, like a, an adequate, like a sort of an average movie like Metro, you, you will you like it more than you should because oh, yeah. finally Eddie Murphy's fucking swearing again. Yeah. You know. But uh, I mean, I I hope this movie works out good. It's basically, I mean, uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, Ben Stiller is uh, playing the um, uh, he's playing the, the manager of uh, this fucking sort of like Wall, Wall Street sort of company that uh, they, they're going to rob from uh, Alan Alda, who's. Um, Sort of like a Bernie Madoff type. Yeah. Uh, so what I heard is that they screwed over the residents of this apartment block, and yeah. they all invested in it or something like that, and they've been all screwed. So they're going to break in. He's in under house arrest. They have to break into his tower and yeah. steal the money back. Yeah. And Eddie Murphy is playing a safe cracking thug. Yeah, they they rope in. Yeah. 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 Is so it Ben Stiller? Is the security guard who runs the building as yep. well? Or something? Yep. And yep. He teams up with the residents. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's uh, it was originally written by Jeff Nathanson, who wrote Rush Hour Three, but he also wrote Catch Me If You Can. Um, and now it's been rewritten by Ted Griffin, who wrote 
uh, Ocean's Eleven and was the co-writer of Matchstick Man, which I loved. I thought Matchstick Man was an awesome movie. That's the one with uh, Nicholas Cage. Cage. I think I have that somewhere. Keep me in to watch it because I've heard very good things. He's like OCD, but he has a yeah, he's a con man. Yeah, is it Sam Rockwell? Sam well? Rockwell and Alison Lohman. Yeah, I need to go through all Sam Rockwell's movies. It's a Ridley Scott movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, the kind of Ridley Scott movie that I wish Ridley Scott would make more of. Yeah, you know, rather than trying to keep doing Gladiator over and over again. Yeah. Good. Yeah. On to emails. You don't have any emails. <laughs> if you want to email us in any questions, thoughts, recipes, uh, you can get us at McYappin for Podcast. <laughs> uh, let me do that again. I'll edit that bit out. Yeah. Uh, no one. Yeah, uh, podcast are. at mcyappinfries.com. Podcast at mcyappinfries.com. The so new site will have a like form you can fill in so you don't even have to write an email. <laughs> Excellent. Moving on to reviews? Yeah. Well, I'll just talk a little bit about... Um, Bending. The last airbender. Did you, uh, did you giggle every time they said the benders are you know imprisoned or the benders are doing this or the benders are doing that? No. No? It was that bad that mm-hmm. I just like... It, it was... The, the, the thing that annoyed me the most about I'm not going to talk about I'm not going to talk about the plot or anything if, if you're interested in that then you can go back and listen to Ian's review I'm just going to say what pissed me off it's just the acting is just bad yeah it, you know, and there's no I think Dev Patel and the guy from Iron Man were good they, I wanted the movie to be about them yeah yeah you were right their, their, their arc was the most interesting yeah and, you, and they're presented as in they're presented as in there's a backstory there which you learn through the course of the movie and they have a little bit of an arc and it's yeah. like great and the kid is not yeah it was it's just I don't know pacing was off even the martial arts sequences were a little disappointing do you know what I was talking about with the blue spirit yeah where there's the point where he turns around folds the swords over the airbender yeah, and yeah. the fire hits it and it's not only it's in slow-mo but it looks like they did it in slow motion yeah, as well yeah, so they yeah. would get the lock right yeah, yeah. so it looks even slower mode. it looks like it was just so posed it looks yeah. incorrect uh, but and what really annoyed me about the film is that there are there are certain moments in there that I thought were cool um, and that just kind of pissed me off because it was like you wall kinda, water yeah you kind of get a glimpse of what it could have been yeah. uh, I mean like the last sequence I really the last sequence was very nicely executed the big battle yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, could you see in the background the guys waving their arms pretending to bend with no effects yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great these guys just waving their arms swinging their arms manically and it's like you're going to put in effects later, right? I'm not just doing this to look weird but the one thing that kind of weirded me out about the whole thing is that Noah Ringer the guy who plays Ang he looks like a young, white, bald M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> I thought of that. You, you go back and watch that movie and then put, it up, put up a picture of M. Night Shyamalan. He looks like a, a young, white M. Night Shyamalan. He's still putting himself in his movie. He's just cloning himself now. I know. And, I'm, and, and, and that completely took me out of the movie because I was watching it going, fuck. It's like, it, it's like this whole movie is about M. Night Shyamalan wanting to be white. <laughs> because... Why are there? That's another thing. Why are there white people in the movie? Yeah, it, it, there's no reason for it. No. Why didn't you just adapt the fucking cartoon you were supposed to? Ad- they threw all the racial stuff out the window, apart from the fact that the Fire Nation are all Indians. Yeah, which is <laughs> just like, and they all get what they, much, and they all get what they deserve. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck, man, Jesus. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, like, uh, I, okay, the whole thing what you're saying, I remember one of the gripes that you had about it was that. Before they can bend anything, they have to go through this whole fucking thing of moving or moving around and doing all these martial arts. And the effects come in a little too late. Yeah, that didn't bother me. No. I actually wish there was more of that because I found that to be the most entertaining bits in the movie. When people just waving their arms like it's like just... finally no one's speaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it, when they arrive at the uh, because the, the northern these, water truck. Because none of these actors know how to deliver a line. No, the girl none especially is fucking terrible. That whole info, uh, info exposition dump. 
that yeah. you get when they reach the Northern Water Tribe yeah, is yeah, like yeah. Sh- even if they said not, if, that, if they removed it's like fucking Blade Runner they're going to have to do a director's cut where they remove the narration yeah. because it's the, it's the anti-Blade Runner because that whole dump is just so unnecessary we can see you're meeting them we can see they're a little bit not sure about you we can see that stuff yeah you know. and we met them and they were unsure of us and then they we built our truck ah, fuck off but I was just the kid the, the, other, the, older, bro- the older brother oh, as well the, is the terrible older, the older brother is horrendous yeah he he like he constantly looks like he's trying to not shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say he's trying to get one out. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like I really need to shit. Yeah. <laughs> and if I stop clenching for a nanosecond, it'll all come spewing out. Yeah. You know, that's the look on his face, even when like his so called love dies. And that's just retarded. I gotta let go now. <laughs> but no metaphor for the movie, it's shit. <laughs> But you're just you're just you're just shocked when you watch it because you can't believe this is the same guy that did Sixth Sense and Unbreakable. You just can't believe it. But you can believe it's the same guy who did Lady in the Lake, our Lady in the Water. Actually, and, uh, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Lady in the Water apologist. Really? I am. No, I think the big thing for me was putting himself in it as the author who writes the book that saves the planet. Saves it's like, the planet. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And that was too much. I mean, but Bajimati's I, I, always good. But. I, I actually enjoyed not so the guy with the one big arm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's fuck? He's the guy from Planet Terror. What's his? Uh, uh, yeah, El, uh, El Duce, the dude, or the, the Mariachi, yeah, like, uh, or... Uh, yeah, El, um... Uh, El Rey. El Rey. Oh, you're that El Rey. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I didn't know you were the, the El Rey. Rey. <laughs> Michael Bean is a legend. <laughs> Freddy Rodriguez. Freddy Rodriguez, that's his mm-hmm. name. Can also be... Was also in Six Feet Under. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, yeah. Uh, assistant mortician. Yep, yep. I haven't watched all that series. It's again, this box that's piling up. I like Freddy, Freddy Rodriguez. He's yeah. a funny... He's pretty good role. I've been a fan of his ever since Can't Hardly Wait. Do you remember him in Can't Hardly Wait? He's like... Bits of as well. <laughs> he's... <laughs> he's fucking, yeah. He's fucking hilarious in that. All right, we'll start off uh, my triptych of reviews with uh, Valhalla Rising. Mm. Yeah, I got this out. So this is a... Um, this is kind of... A, it was looking from the trailers and stuff, there's going to be a companion piece to uh, Centurion. It both looked like it was guys covered in mud fighting. However, this is a much more slower, meditative movie than anything you've seen there recently. It's like, it's Apocalypse Then. <laughs> Um, it starts with like I mean it, there's, there can be five ten minute periods in this movie with no dialogue that's what I've heard I mean I've read a couple of reviews of it and, they, and that's uh... so Mads Mikkelsen who you may recall from uh, Casino Royale no. uh, he was also in Clash of the Titans yeah. Clash of the Titans Casino Royale well, in Clash of the Titans he was, he was well on his way to bulking up for this role but in, in um, Casino Royale he was a skinny little shit he was what little shiffer yeah 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 so um, in this he plays one eye who is some kind of Norse does, or he, does he have one eye? yes <laughs> I can tell um, but it starts with him in a cage and like the, people take him out of the cage and the, so the thing where they have like the neck thing on him with sticks so they can't you know he can't get at you mm-hmm. and he's taken down tied to a pole and he just fights and these are f- brutal horrible destructive that's, that's what I've heard fights. it's, it's uh, basically like they have a, a fucking medieval fight club going on and like there's little bits of things where like no one's owned him for more than five years. Your time is up, old man. <laughs> I want to buy him off him. The Christians are the great thing about this is it's like it's the Norse. It's the end of the it's the end of the Viking Age and it's the end of their gods. And like they have a really nice line in it about how you bet the Christians are coming. Yes, the fucking savages. I hear they eat their god. They eat his flesh and his blood, which is awesome because if you think about it at the time. Christians coming around like that would be hardcore, and the Christians are fucking hardcore. Like they just go around killing people who don't convert. Mm-hmm. Um, it's slow as fuck. I mean, the first chapter is just him in the cage, getting chained up, getting taken out, killing people, getting back in the cage. It rains a lot. 
there's a lot of wind. I mean, it looked like fucking winter in Connemara back home. It looked the movie looks fucking miserable. I mean, no wonder everyone's depressed and doesn't talk all the time. It looks rough. About half an hour into the movie, he gets out. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, murderizes everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a weird thing as well going on where he seems to have prophetic visions. Oh yeah, yeah. Like these occasionally, these weird visions turn up, and accompanied by like the music is very much like the 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 music when they go through the Stargate in two thousand and one. All right, uh, you know it's, it's it's this mad fucking score. The score is insane. Like it really undercuts the ten- you, you get tense watching this movie uh-huh. because like you know he's looking at people and you know he's going to fucking beat them to death in the most horrible way possible. And when he breaks out, he gets this kid who's like the only member of the party he doesn't kill. And the kid kind of follows him around. Eventually, they start doing the lone wolf and cub thing. And they meet up with these guys, and it's like, we're going to Jerusalem. <laughs> There'll be riches and, you know, salvation for us all. There's a lot of Irish actors in this movie. <laughs> They're with bad Scottish accents for some reason. And, uh, you know, the, the, the first chapter is Wrath. I think the second one of the chapters is Men of God. And it just cuts, it has that chat. And he does not talk. The kid talks for him. And you're not clear throughout whether the kid is. Thank you, man. Uh, the kid is actually. Well, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so the kid is, um, the kid is actually. Um, Speaker for one eye. <laughs> but you don't know whether he just, he's just, like, making this shit up to cover his own eyes. <laughs> or not. Uh huh. What's is the is, is is the kid's name mouth for one eye? I did. I mean, I looked, at, I looked at the IMDb page. There's no names for anyone apart from one eye. No one gets called any names. There's a whole load of um, you know you can switchable uh, Norse that you know that then they're on the boat. That, mm-hmm. that chapter ends where it's like you can come with us. And like the Christians have like killed a load of people, burning bodies, and they have all the women in the corner. It's like, yeah, turn the other cheek, guys. Um, and then they're on a boat, and they're like, there's this horrible mist, and it's like, well, is he responsible or is the kid responsible? They're cast, they're cast, they're cast at all. <laughs> and uh, they end up in this land where they, it's like, this is not Jerusalem, and they can't find anything to eat. And they start going insane, and then they take some hallucinogenics and party on till the break of dawn. And just, it's long, meditative. It's it's worth seeing just for I mean they do some nice stuff with the shots and the music is as I said music is you know it's like you know you have that whole choral build up and it goes on for like 10 minutes and then all of a sudden it just like turns into a horror movie soundtrack when something nasty happens mm-hmm. um, Matt Mickelson is great and I mean he gets through the whole movie with like prosthetic over his eye and still manages to get a lot across you know mm-hmm. uh, without saying a single fucking word uh-huh. but it's hard going <laughs> really hard going and in the end it's not really worth it <laughs> it's a very long film uh, it may or may not be I can't remember it's, but it seems it, long it's because of those long shots like it yeah. literally takes forever for anything to, to happen that's, and they all go sound very good <laughs> they all go I mean it's an interesting film it was written by the written and directed by the same guy who did Bronson um, he the, guy also, that, the guy that we were talking about earlier yeah he also did Marple Nemesis this is Miss Marple TV show with Richard E. Grant oh right he wasn't Miss Marple I didn't think so but um yeah, it, it's really fucked up. I mean, if you, it's interesting from a film point of view, but it's not really an enjoyable movie. So I can't recommend it really, but it might be worth a look if you're into, you know, like nice shots or nice composition. Because there's some nice compositions in it, and like, right. you know, there's some beautiful looks and things, but it's still like, Jesus fucking Christ, what the fuck is going on here? But when it gets brutal, it gets really brutal. Yeah, I mean, he has no reservations about, you know, beating someone to death over the head, with their head, sorry, with their own head. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Definitely not, from what you said about Centurion, it's definitely not the similar tone at all. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, to change gears completely, <coughs> I also saw a, call, a term called Panic. A Belgio-French Luxembourg production. Uh, it's all, in French, it's called Panique au village. 
apparently this is a it's a puppetoon show done in the, two, in the, in the, in the, in the 2000s um, you can actually find them on Adam Films you can find the whole list of the old ones although they're dubbed into English which removes something from it because the French accents are fantastic Right. the French voices they have are fantastic this is the story of horse cowboy and Indian right. who all live together in a house mm-hmm. cowboy or cowboy and Indian share a bedroom mm-hmm. but not a bed mm-hmm. and a horse is like the adult of the group <laughs> and these are all done with you know like the army men soldiers from Toy Story mm-hmm. like they have the plates on their feet mm-hmm. so they walk with that kind of funny walk it's all done with it's, it's, like, it's a stop motion animation right and they all live in this house together and it's like you know the postman comes around and this, this town called Panic they have like very much as from what I've seen in the shorts they have the same characters where there's like a little police box and policeman lives in there mm-hmm. but his toy character is like you know in a yellow coat with one hand up and the other hand holding a baton mm-hmm. in the air so whenever like he's in an idle animation he just is doing that it's the same with like you know Indian maybe walking around and maybe doing stuff with his hand but when, mm-hmm. he's not, when he's not actually doing anything he's just standing in the background of the scene he's got like a, a shield and a, a spear <laughs> and like cowboy and Indian are like two children who live with, with Cheval and Cheval is very much you know oh what are you doing stop messing around boys we need to rebuild the house so it starts off because it's horse's birthday and they want to they want to get him a cap for his birthday but then they realize that he has hundreds of caps okay so they decide to build him a barbecue but while ordering the bricks online instead of ordering 50 bricks they accidentally order 50 million bricks okay so these bricks just keep turning up and then they're like horse is coming back what are we going to do oh my god and like cowboy's a whiny little bitch and Indian's a little bit more old. he seems like an older brother of the two uh-huh. and Shivana's like the dad and so he's like going off to pick up the kid you know, they, you know they want to get him out of the house so they go to Stephen who lives next door and he screams all the time even when he's being nice he's just like ah mm-hmm. you're from my post thank you Jesus it's insane and like and, and Stephen's just this weird angry little farmer so they go to his house and it's like we need to get we need to get horse out of the house so it's like hello horse this is Stephen it's a sh- I need you to go to the music school and pick up the animals <laughs> and Horse gets in his little car and the weird thing is Horse is like on four legs all the time mm-hmm. except when he's like you see him on the computer with his like glasses on and he's sitting in the chair using his front hooves for typing Jesus and then he drives his car to the school and he picks up the animals and like a donkey always wants to play the drums <laughs> and there's chickens and pigs <laughs> and so and they're like it's completely off the fucking wall surreal and everyone just like, counts it and like the music teacher is a horse Miss Longley Miss uh, Longley, Longley or something like that and she's like a horse with a red fucking wig <laughs> and she's like oh hello horse how are you oh Miss Longley it's very nice to see you again and Simon runs the uh, thing he's like horse why don't you just go in here you know, people <laughs> shout at each other in bizarre French accents for the whole thing this, it's geniusly surreal when the horse comes back and the bricks are all gone like there was a there was a, pot, there was a mile high pile of bricks mm-hmm. and they had the house party and everything else and it's only at the very end of like a ten minute sequence the camera pulls back and cowboy and Indian have stacked all the bricks on top of the house there's this huge cube of bricks above the house I think I showed you in the trailer where Cheval is like huh? and the, the walls are kind of shaking and the, the, the house is going underground yeah, yeah. And he sticks his head out and goes oh no <laughs> And that's the gist of it. When, like, you know, when any of them say, "Oh no," it's fucking hilarious. It's the accents on them. Great. It's completely surreal. There's mermen who are st- when they rebuild the house, they're stealing their walls. Stephen gets locked up in the in the jail by policemen. Like it's policeman, postman, Stephen. Janine is like Stephen's wife, who has uh, it obviously at the mark. I can remember all their names. They're looking at IMDb. She's always got a bucket because she's like you know milkmaid toy. <laughs> so she's always got a bucket in her hand at all times. So it's just weird and. Stephen gets locked up and then they go find the merman and they end up in the center of the planet of the earth it's like oh where's cowboy oh no <laughs> <laughs> 
it's 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 so demented. You're wondering where they're going to go next. I, I want I want to see it. It's brilliant. I highly recommend it. Uh, you just need to check. You don't need to check your brain at the door, but you just check your sense of reality at the door and go with it. I mean, there's not. I didn't laugh out loud an awful lot through it, but I was smiling and chuckling the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it ends beautifully, and there's just apocalyptic shit happens. They end up in the Arctic for no fucking reason. It's just when you see these toys struggling against the wind, a horse like sliding backwards on his hooves. Mm-hmm. Little things like when he goes to bed, he sleeps standing up, but he has a bed. And when he gets into his bedroom after his birthday party, he kicks off the shoes, the metal shoes, he just kicks them off. <laughs> Excellent. I gotta check this out. You definitely gotta check this out. It's called Attempt Called Panic, and it's a really, it's really good. Um, highly recommend. And if you do see it, watch it in the subtitled version with the French voices. I've seen the English one, and they use regional English accents, and it does not work. The French is awesome. Definitely highly recommend it. Probably movie of the week. Cool. Finishing off our reviews, what I also saw was Perrier's Bounty. This is an Irish crime drama in the kind of style of, say, I Went Down or uh, In Bruges, mm-hmm. uh, starring Killian Murphy. It's directed by... Ian Fitzgibbon, who um, hasn't... He's done Showbounds, which is a show. He did the actors as well. Actor in Richard III, Casualty. <laughs> uh, he hasn't done much. He's done a lot of TV work. But uh, it's, a, it's about Killian Murphy who plays Michael, who, you know, you, you're introduced in a great way where he's just um, lying in bed and it's like, there's this voiceover. Mm-hmm. And it's real. I'm, not, I'm Irish. I'm not sure if you realize that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I couldn't okay. understand uh, what I some of them were saying at the time. I don't think they're doing stage Irish. I think it's just that they're doing inner city Dublin mm-hmm. accents. Um, Brendan Gleeson stars in it. Brendan Gleeson is... Uh, something weird's going on my computer. Uh, Brendan Gleeson stars as Darren Perrier, who Michael owns a grad to. Mm-hmm. He's put together. Jim Broadbent turns up with his father. is great, although his accent's the worst of the lot. Oh, is he it kind of wanders a bit. Gabriel Byrne, awesome. Yeah, what's well, the thing with the narrator? It took me forever to figure out who it was. I didn't, I didn't get it. And the narrator part is like, well, where is he in the movie? Mm-hmm. You don't see him in it, but his, his role, it comes to clear at the end what his role was. And it's kind of like, it's, it's a nice little coda to the whole piece. Right. But Killian, Killian Murphy has to pay off this money to Perrier, and he doesn't have enough money. Now, there's two other Irish stars who are both credited in this movie, which is weird. Uh, one of whom was in... Um, a TV show called uh, Wyatt Conlon I think is his name Bachelor's Walk which is kind of like Irish Friends for the 90s mm-hmm. these guys living in the times and you know relationships and all that kind of stuff living in a house on Bachelor's Walk which is on the Keys in Dublin and the other guy was in a thing called Path of Victory which is about Ratzar and there's Ratzar and this middle Ratzar was like a scumbag in jail and this other guy it was a docu it was a spoof documentary they did where Ratzar's like a total scumbag and he was he shared a cell with this guy who's a, who was done for like white collar crime and when they get out it's them trying to get back into normal life you know right so the two of them are like the, they're the enforcers for Perrier you know they're gonna you know, look you, you owe this money you got till 10 o'clock tonight if you don't pay it you know Darren likes you so he's giving you a choice of which two bones you want broken alright man the man is in this fucking every second word in this is man now I know man that like, people say this a lot man mm-hmm. but like man it's fucking ridiculous man it goes on way too long man right <laughs> everyone says man all the fucking time man <laughs> so he does this job with I think it's Liam Cunningham again it's hard to tell because everyone's fucking uncredited in this movie it's Liam you know he's the guy from Dog Soldiers as well he's yeah, the, yeah. the general who goes wolf no, he's also in Centurion yeah and he's also in uh, The Escapist 
Yeah, and he's great. No, he's great. And he's, he's more. He's a guy who like, he, he, he can't loan him the money because he's going to get money off one loan shark to pay another loan shark. But he ends up doing a job with him, like mm-hmm. rubbing a house. So you're like, you're not sure. One of the things is that Perrier's bounty. It's not about a bottle of water and a chocolate flavored crunchy bar. You know what I mean? It's a weird name for the movie, and mm-hmm. from what I saw before, I thought it was more of a whimsical like thing because the posters and shit gave it that way. But it is a crime drama. Yeah. There are guns in it. Mm. There's a red-haired guy who plays pool who opens his jacket and has just like lashes of coke, <laughs> <laughs> and it is funny. And there's a girl as well, uh, Witta, Jodie Whittaker. She's uh, Brenda, who's like you know Kelly uh, Murphy's downstairs flatmate right. or housemate, who like they're, they're friends, and she's always getting fucked around with this other scumbag boyfriend. He knows it, but he never tells her and all that kind of stuff. So they kind of get looped into each other but I mean the, the, the two hitmen are genius like they're introduced like, like you know when he wakes up in his bed on his, on his futon next to him on the floor and he rolls over and the two guys are there and one of them just throwing a stash him and him, eating them and throwing them at him and Ivan is the other guy they're, they're hitmen but they're also gay lovers sweet and there's a whole thing about you know something happens to one of them and Darren like Brendan Gleeson saying look man the lads told me you were lovers you could have told me we're not this is the 90s we're not, this is the 2000s no we're not intolerant about this kind of shit are you, are you, are you angry he's like well, I'm, so, I'm so fucking sad Darren he's like are you vengeful well, I'm just sad are you vengeful I'm fucking sad do you want some revenge yeah alright then you know what I mean it's like you know he's got his own agenda it's like well come on round to this. and it's, like, it's a very much a character piece with them all doing their little bits Brendan Gleeson's great and uh, Jim Bob Broadbent's great as well you know death has visited him and said the next time he goes to sleep he will die Excellent. And there's a backstory between himself and Killian where his name's Kent and Killian don't get out. It's like, son, I'm dying, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great. It's a, there's a, a lot of like, you know. I'm trying to think of other crime movies. Like, there's a lot of coincidences that happen. Like, I mean, there's a whole thing going through with these guys, big ass fucking dogs. And right. they're in the background a lot of shots so you have to walk past them to get into the pool hall to set shit up and stuff but that all becomes clear later on where that'll help out in the thing. Yeah. And it's pretty brutal in t- parts as well. Um, but it's definitely it's it's not as funny as in Bruges but it's definitely a very good crime drama and I, I think it's well worth having a look at excellent yeah. I'll, def- I'll check it out and also it has committed to celluloid my favourite Irish word of all time Jim Bob Brent Killian Murphy the girl walking down the road they were hiding in a barn from the rain and this woman comes out and says get the fuck out of here he's like well go on it's fucking raining I want to stop fucking raining and then she goes into the house and she goes back they're coming he says who's coming the fucking cops come <laughs> And she's got her top off turned on I was like Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> so they're walking down the laneway and then like Jim Bodwin's dad is walking on I was like I can't fucking believe her Jesus fucking that's sketch <laughs> you know sketch what's what sketch what? is like watch out look out man look All the right. teachers are coming sketch you know that's what schoolboys say when they're, when they're beating the living shit out of each other and the headmaster comes walking in right. sketch <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't know that. It's a brilliant word. And so Jim Broadbent screaming sketch and then diving into a ditch. And he's like, I said fucking sketch, man. <laughs> and the Killian Murphy like, oh, oh fucking sketch. <laughs> As a cop character, she called fucking cops, <laughs> man. Excellent. It's 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 funny in spots, but yeah, it's it's pretty good. Definitely worth a watch. Um, and Gabriel Byrne's voiceover. Gabriel Byrne is kind of a bit weird in the voiceover. Uh, it's just like oh yeah the same man everyone gets a bit philosophical about the same you know what I mean it's, it's a bit weird you, know you I mean? actually got his rhythms <laughs> well this is the thing it's not his rhythms in the movie it's, it's weird it's like it, I, I couldn't peg him I thought it was someone in the movie uh, some clampers show up as well I mean it, it's very much a 2000s Irish movie there's clampers show up and they get the shit fucked out of them <laughs> which is great um, there's some great there's a great scene with a baseball bat like a guy holding a guy to get a baseball bat in the face 
definitely a good movie definitely one to look out for I think it was underappreciated on its release so definitely watch it on DVD mm-hmm. and that's our review so yeah two good ones and one long weird ass art movie sweet no but they all sound interesting yeah they all sound like something I'd like to and I think that's the thing with Valhalla Rising it's more interesting from maybe a uh, you know film student kind of way yeah in that it's um, visually did you have to do that <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Have you got a boner for Brendan Gleeson or no, Gabriel Byrne? No, I just got just just fell out of position. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're not farting on the mic this time. No, that's a one-time deal. Yeah. So we'll move on to the. Um, it's fucking rainy, man. <laughs> Try and move on to the. Uh, the box office top ten? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, actually, actually, yeah. There's there's something that's pretty amusing. What's that? There's this um, letter uh, from uh, Madonna to her friend and who's also a photographer, Stephen Meisel. Meisel. Madonna man. Yeah, and this is in 1991. This this letter was written while she was filming A League of Their Own, mm-hmm. and uh, I just thought it was kind of interesting because the, the the letter reads, uh, "For some reason, I thought you were angry with me because I from think- the, from her or from him from her to him." Because I think that as a judge of the love ball. Because I'm still nice to Herb Ritz. Because my hair is the wrong color. I hope you will forgive me for all of the above. Because I cannot suffer any more than I have in the past month learning how to play baseball with a bunch of girls. <laughs> yuck. In Chicago. Double yuck. I have a tan. I am dirty all day. And I hardly ever wear makeup. Penny Marshall is... Penny Marshall is lavern. Gina Davis is a Barbie doll. And when God decided where the beautiful men were going to live in the world, he did not choose Chicago. (laughs) I have made a few friends, but they are athletes, not actresses. I hate actresses. They have nothing on the house of extravaganza. What the hell is the house of extravaganza? I have no clue. What she calls her pad? I wish I could come to New York and visit. Are you having a good summer? Saw the piece in the New York Times magazine. Great. I would love to do this book thing with you, so let's talk soon. And the book that she was talking about became Sex. Oh. A highly controversial book. Fuck. But it's just like, yeah, I mean, talk about yeah, taking a shit on a movie that uh, you're in the middle of making. gave her one of the only good roles she's ever had. Mm. A league of their own. I'm saying when you're making this shit, you don't know, right? It's only when you yeah. see it all in together. Anyway, moving on to the box office results in Malaysia. Number 10, The Switch. <sighs> this is dire. Number 9, Dinner for Schmucks. I heard this is dire, man. Number 8, Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul. It's awesome. It's like a, you just, I'm, I'm thinking of watching it again with like the sound off and just like metal playing <laughs> number seven Magica I've seen ads for this in the office they have actually screens in their lobby where they show this mm-hmm. it looks like a weird little is that a local movie right I think so yeah number six eat pray love what's it Mark Commode calls it see vomit leave <laughs> <laughs> number five Legend of the Fist the return of Chen of Chen Zin number four Detective D number those last two were like uh, Asian movies right yeah uh, Legend of the Fist is the new Donnie Yen movie all oh, right Number uh, three, Sammy's Adventures, The Secret Passage. That sounds like such a gay movie. I know. <laughs> I mean, the tagline is it's about a turtle. Yeah. And the tagline is, it's turtly awesome. <laughs> Someone it's a turtle that wears glasses, right? Yeah. Fuck that. Number two, Jangan Pandam Blakang Chungka 2. And at number one, Enderan, which I'm actually kind of interested to see. I know, I know. I'm kind of interested to see. Have you seen the trailer? I've seen the trailer. It's badass looking. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, the main guy is like 61. It looks hilarious. It's like the Matrix with a 61-year-old in it. I think they got Sean Connery to play Neo. <laughs> I should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. Number t- number ten in the U.S. You again? Yeah, this is. Um, uh, I want to see this because I I love all the women involved. Yeah, it's um, 
Kristen C- Bell, Sigourney uh, Weaver, Sigourney Weaver J- uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah, um, and uh, the chick from The Unborn. <laughs> and number nine, Case Thirty Nine, and Betty White, Betty White, Betty White, still rocking it. Number nine, Case Thirty Nine. <laughs> this is uh, what's her name? Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger, yeah. Eight, Easy A. I really want to see this. Yeah. Number seven, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps. No, it doesn't. Number six, The Town. Hanging in there. Number five, My Soul to Take, Wes Craven's Comeback, Not Doing Too Good. No, I was into a review this morning that said it's absolutely dog puke. Number four, Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul. They're saying that this movie, um, it actually has got really good legs it, and like every every week the drop off has been very yeah. uh, very small but because it didn't make enough in it's opening weekend no matter the legs aren't good enough to make sure that it uh, sustains yeah because apparently it was very expensive like 150 million or oh you can see it I mean the fur technology alone must have cost ridiculous uh, number three Secretariat did you see the trailer for this no, I'm, it, I'm, it I'm looks over, like Sea Biscuit. I'm over movies like this. Uh, it, it's a heartwarming tale of one horse's struggle against um, oppression in a. I don't know. Starring story. Diane Lane and John Malkovich. Yeah, nah. I mean Malkovich looks all right. He gets to wear crazy suits. Yeah, because he's like he's the crazy trainer that no one else will no one else will hire. <laughs> Hijinks and shoe <laughs> with hilarious consequences. <laughs> He does look interesting in it, but it is like, okay, we need to win the Triple Crown in order to save the farm. Oh, well, it's based on the impossible true story. Yes. Yeah. Apparently did it. And, well, and then they hit the iceberg. <laughs> Number two, life as we know it, fuck off. That's Cap- Eagle yeah, and, and Josh Dishon. Dishon. Yeah. yeah, this is apparently Pants. Number one, the social network hanging in there for a second week. Very interesting to see. I saw some reviews on Twitter that said it made IT people look like asses. Yeah. <laughs> That's your, that's your opportunity to say we're not all, they're not all asses hmm? that's your opportunity to say they're not all asses is it? yeah punch you in the back of the face <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean this is I've, I've heard bits and pieces like you know it's like it's like Rashomon like because it does actually it doesn't take a, it doesn't take a stand on the different stories it shows the different stories which is quite an interesting piece I didn't know about until recently yep in that it, it presents each person's take even though they conflict and see so, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in how they do that whether it's like one two three or whether they're all intertwined with each other or something like that mm-hmm but uh, yeah, it's doing quite well for itself. <clears throat> well, it is one of the best reviewed films of the year. Mm. But in Toy Story 2? Uh, it's like... Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That finishes our lot for this week. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. That's podcast number 70. Bye-bye. Bye.